Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins, and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 426. Today, you're going to learn some wonderful things, but three things in particular is how Gino Wickman's EOS model can apply to your agency. The second is the six pillars to help you have a happy, healthy agency. Don't we all want those? And the third one is how you get three blogs a week and how you get the questions which are being asked by your clients that will absolutely catapult your agency. If you're a first-time listener, please subscribe. If you're a regular, love those reviews. You can get all the show notes. You can get uh, more detailed notes. You can even get the transcription at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors before we go to today's interview. Uh, The first is the Cloud Consultants Collective. So it's a free Slack group of cloud consultants helping each other, peers supporting each other on business. So it's less about technical, but on business. You can find out more at the cloudconsultantscollective.com and SendSpark. It's a great video platform for sending little videos to help in the sales cycle. And also maybe if you're doing other things with your clients, it's wonderful. You can get six months free at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark. So today's guest is Clouda Higgins. Yes, uh, another Higgins, not a relation, maybe a distant relation from Ireland, but they're a growth uh, business coach and consultant for digital marketing agencies, particularly in the HubSpot world. And they work with Grow It Group based in Ireland, and she works globally. She's an ex-hubspotter herself. She's worked in over 500 agencies around the world, helping them on their areas of sales, marketing services, scaling, and growth in their business so they can deliver exceptional results for their clients and maybe for themselves as well. She wrote the book called The Happy and Healthy Digital Agency, and she hosts a very popular agency life Podcast. What I'll do now is hand you over to Clouda Higgins from growitgroup.com. So that's growitgroup.com. Great to have you here, Clouda. Thank you, Paul. From one Higgins to another, delighted. From one Aussie to another. I'm, as despite the Irish accent, I am kind of one quarter Irish. I spent 12 years there and have a passport and a citizenship. So it's lovely to reconnect. Yeah, well. True, true. My <laughs> I, my uh, trips to Ireland have been a lot less, as we discussed prior to coming on. But yes, I've got a family uh, history, and and was yours O'Higgins as well? Um, I think it would. Do you know it would have been a very long time ago? And there is a statue in this, or there's a plaque in the square in Sligo, where I'm from, which is the west of Ireland. And there was a famous adventurer called Bernard O'Higgins. Um, and then I think the name O kind of would have dropped somewhere along on, yeah. along the lines. But um, yeah, look up Bernard. I think he went to Col- went to Colombia or somewhere because the minister we had a president of Colombia over here. The ambassador was over here acknowledging him recently. So oh, there right. you go. There yeah, you go. there's We're someone else to look up. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, yeah, there's a few of us here, but you're my first Higgins on the podcast, other than myself. Yeah. So very excited. So why don't we kick off with? You know who you love to work with, and what are some of the problems you help them help them solve? 
Yeah, well, I'm a reformed digital marketing agency owner. I started one in 2008 in Sydney, um, closed it, moved home, opened it again in 2012. And and at the same time, started working at HubSpot. So I was one of the few people that had an agency as a silent partner and um, worked in HubSpot. And I had great time there for four and a half years. And I was working with agency owners, hundreds of them all around the world. And for the first six months, they had their HubSpot and they were doing really well. And they were doing marketing and learning about sales with this product. And after six months, the same problems kept coming up where they didn't know how to manage the people and they couldn't be profitable. They didn't know how to productize their services. They were doing too much custom work. They couldn't get in any retainer work. And so my kind of consulting with them moved very much into the business. It wasn't about the software, the marketing or the sales. It was about, gee, how do we turn this around or how do I make this a serious business and not a hobby? And I went on a journey to explore who are the agencies that have figured this out. And I figured out the ones that had are, were successful had implemented EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System by nice. Gino Wickman. But none of them were doing it in a religious sense. They were very much breaking it and hacking it to suit um, what they were doing. So fast forward, I leave HubSpot, that's about six years ago now um, to work with a group of companies that were putting together the first uh, kind of global agency called Avidly. So I was part of that mergers team. We used EOS-ish. We kind of bits of it that suited. And we brought together three agencies, which together are now listed on the stock exchange, one of the largest HubSpot agencies in the world listed on the stock exchange. They're in Germany, they're in Canada, they're in the UK. And through that, I kind of learned um, what are the principles? There's like six pillars of success for a marketing agency. And when you have those six pillars strong, you as the agency owner can decide where you want to be. Do you want to be doing this part-time? Do you want to be doing this full-time? Do you want to sell it? Um, you know, do you, do you want to go back to building websites again and have somebody else run the business? Um, because really what I found was agency owners, once they, like any business, you do you start it because you love it. You might be a yes. baker, you, you know, or you're in the marketing world and you go, God, I love working with clients and getting them results. When you run a business, you're very rarely doing the thing that you love unless you set the business up around you so that you go back to doing what you love and that you have people managing your team, doing the HR doing the finances, running the operations, running the services, checking on the clients. Um, so so that's really kind of the, the, the short version of a long story of how I got into working with agency owners. And an ideal, most of the time, most, most, most of the time, people will come to me in a bit of a state. Uh, they're at the eight to 10 to 12 people mark, feel outnumbered. The staff is asking them for things that they really don't care about, like HR, career plans, holiday plans, benefits, stuff that they, as an entrepreneur, have never set up for themselves that are not personally interested in them. We're not motivated as entrepreneurs about what's our career plan. We don't care. We know that we'll be fine and we'll figure it out and we'll go and 
learn the new thing. But employees in our business, they need a different structure and we need to give them that so that they can feel secure and safe and have a plan. And they like to know where they're going as entrepreneurs. We're the total opposite. We give us a map, we'd rip it up and go, sure, why don't we find another way to do it? Like it's a bit crack. Whereas the employees need a map they need even if you tell them look this map's probably going to change they don't care just give them a, a, a some form of structure processes procedures routines they love the confines of that um to help them be productive in their work and yeah they might nudge the corners of that map or break out in those processes and procedures but give without having those boundaries you have a very very difficult business so an ideal fit is someone who's like you know I can't break the million mark so I help people break the million mark I help them get out of that single digit profit which is just a spiral and I help them love their job again and love their business because usually they've come to me going, why am I doing everything except the thing that I'm good at and the thing that brings the most amount of money to the company and the thing that I love. So we kind of find them back into that seat, but that generally means bringing in some people to take away the responsibilities of managing um, people because that's fundamentally what an agency is. Yeah, look, Great summary. And we're going to get to the six pillars in a moment, but let's just go back to, you said there, you know, EOS Traction, Gino Wickman, who one day I know will come on the podcast. So I'll, you know, refer to to this episode when he does, but just give us a, you know, a, a two minute overview of, of what does it mean if I'm an agency owner or you're an agency owner now listening to Clodagh, what, what, what does it really mean? So it's a business methodology that gives any business, whether it's a bakery, a cafe, an agency, a a marketing department inside a large multinational. um, It has a a whole series of processes that basically helps you manage all the areas of your business. So the vision, what is your one year plan, your three year plan? They're the most important things for an agency. What are your numbers? Are you you have to be looking at your numbers, your cash flow, your profitability, um, in you know, your utilization rate, your customer happiness. Um, it it's got everything to do with all of your hate, your processes and procedures. Like, how do you actually run this business? Is it um, repeatable or are you making things up every time you do it? Um, you know, all the things that helping you analyze the people in your business, your core values are, you know, when you meet someone and you click with them and you don't know why, because they could be from a different background, different country. But when you click with somebody, it's generally because you have shared values with them. And those things are very important when you're working with people in a business. So your shared values and how to measure people against them. And it sets up a series of important meetings because usually people roll their eyes when they hear meetings, they go, oh, meetings. But important meetings. Yeah, they yeah, they see, and this is a lot of agency owners are ex-corporate. So yes. they rebel against anything corporate, and that's not the way to do it. If you had this one level 10 meeting, which is the management meeting, the operational talking about the business from you know a, the helicopter view. And if you just did that for one hour and 90 minutes a week, 
your that's it. That's your corporate bit over. You can go back to all the other things that you rebel against corporate, but the level 10 meeting is a game changer um, and it, it helps you stand back and isolate. We need to fix that. Let's make a decision about that. Why are our numbers in the red for these th- three things? We better fix those before things get out of control. And it's it's phenomenal. It's it, a bit like going back to the gym for the first few weeks, yeah. you, you know, those, using those muscles, it's sore, it's uncomfortable, you feel like giving up. But if you can stick through it within eight, eight level 10 meetings, you have a brand new business that you love again and that you, you can see the possibilities in. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, um, and, you know, there's lots of resources. If you look at Juno uh, Wickman, we'll have the links as well, but there's lots and lots of resources where you can go and find more. You've probably heard uh, from not just from Clodagh, but from other people about it, but that's a great summary of uh, of what it is and the importance of it. And I must admit, I was a bit like that when I left corporate. It was like, you know, anything. It was like, the first thing I did was I will never touch a PC again. I'll never deal with Microsoft again. You know, I just had all this list of things yeah. I'll never do. And yeah, you realize that actually there's some brilliant things that you learn in corporate. Like for me, Coca-Cola was actually a brilliantly run company. It just didn't have a great product, right? Mm, or the product right. was, you know, a sugar yeah. in a can is not that sexy, right? Dubious. <laughs> Correct. But uh, and especially if you've got a kidney disease like me, you know, 30% of people are on dialysis because of mm. sugar and so, you know, yeah. Yep, you're working for the devil, right? But but there's some really good things. And I think same with um EOS and um and other platforms like, you know, the E-Myth. You know, he's similar, you know, that baker to the bakery. I think it's uh, really important to, to make that change. Now, you talked about the six pillars, right? So I know yeah. we're all dying to hear what these six pillars are. So um, take us through them. Yeah. So first of all, the first pillar, again, which gets kind of neglected is people. You've got to yeah. start with the people. Um, have you got the right people in the right seat? So you might have great people, but they just don't have, they don't get the job. They don't have the capacity capacity for the job they don't want the job but they're a good person and a lot of agencies in their their agency owners they're charismatic enigmatic people they're loyal and they they love the underdog they want to give someone a chance so you find in agencies that they have these incredible people who've been there for a long time and you go oh sure Jimmy he's great at social media and he's also good at a bit of SEO and a bit of websites but Jimmy doesn't really do like he doesn't complete a particular role and and so but oh, but he's with he's been with us since the beginning and and what we need to do is find well what's Jimmy really good at what does he want to do and you know in in some instances we uncover that Jimmy's been running a YouTube channel for gaming and he's brilliant at it and we're like why isn't he doing our videography yeah. oh well we never asked him so that's kind of one of the things that we do so we start off with the people and you the big thing with entrepreneurs is they they don't realize that the employees want to work with the entrepreneur. Yes. They don't need to work. They can go and get any job. When you're an employee, any job will do. Like you choose who you want to work with. As an entrepreneur, they need the employee. <laughs> they can't, they don't have a business and they don't get this. They, they kind of go, but sure, they're working with me. And it's like, but they're because they want to work with you, but you have to give them what makes them best. So we start off with people and then we look at 
the strategy of the business, you know, where is it all going? We look at growth, our finance measures, and that's kind of the three starting points generally in the management that, that they have to look after. Yeah. Then you go when specifically into an agency, which is where my book, uh, Happy Healthy Digital Agency, takes the foundation of EOS and builds on it. And that's when you get into the services. You look at the services pillar. Are we doing fantastic work that gets good results for clients in a timely manner that's profitable? And if you're not, you don't have an agency. Yeah. You've got a, a, a new surrender deck, basically. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time. And then you look at what is your marketing strategy to bring in your leads and what is your sales strategy to close them? And those are the six pillars. Brilliant. Great. Well, I know we could dive into lots of them, but why don't we dive into the last the one, which is sales, because obviously <laughs> the podcast is called Accelerate Sales. I teased so, that up for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you laid it down beautifully, uh, as a true Higgins would. So <laughs> you've got, uh, you know, you've got great experience on both sides, right? You've worked in agency land yourself. You've worked for HubSpot, and now you're helping agency owners. So you've got the trifecta. It's a, it's a great, um, a great circle of of knowledge, you know, you're sitting here, you're listening to Cloder and you think, God, I, I, you know, I can't get out of delivery. I'm stuck in delivery. You know, I can't afford a salesperson at the moment. I'm meant to do sales myself, but you know what? It's not my most important thing. Well, it's not the thing that I love the most. I know I have to mm. do it as the owner, but it's not the thing I love most. What do they do? What, what's your advice in that situation? Yeah, and I've worked with many agency owners in that space. Most of them have the sales hat. They're still sitting in the sales seat, yeah. um, which is manageable in the beginning. But I'd say the easiest way to kind of either get out of the sales without it being a massive expense or without training somebody immediately is uh, what I've seen is the best result of that is the, the execution of They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And if you read that book, that's going to give you help on what marketing material need, you need to create in order to attract high quality leads to your business so that you're not paying <clears throat> for leads, you know, and it, it's, it's going to sound so boring, but it is blogging three times a week is going to get you, you know, a massive amount of traffic. Um, but by asking the answering the questions that people are asking and then inside they ask you answer is assignment selling and assignment selling puts in place a series of steps that a salesperson has to do every day every week every month every quarter and again it's answering the questions in anticipation of getting on a phone call so Okay, you're you're the owner of the business. The problem with being the owner of the business and the salesperson is when you don't <clears throat> feel like doing that sales call, you're the owner of the business. You don't do it. And there's always something more important in an agency, a person's on holidays, a client's jumping up and down. And I get it. You can make all the excuses in the world to not do sales. However, if you set up assignment selling, meaning you have a very clear, strict process on how you follow up with the first inquiry, what do you send them? What questions do you ask them? And if you process it so that it may be 
takes up one or two hours of your total day and you just get in and do that first thing in the morning before opening your emails for your internal staff, before opening your Slack, you you tackle your sales, you eat the frog first, you use assignment selling so that they're getting all the information. So when you do get on the phone call, these people are educated, they're informed, they know how your business works. They're not asking you boring questions, which let's face it, as an agency owner, you hate repeating yourself and you don't like answering what you you know, think, why don't they know that question? Well, send them the answers in anticipation of a phone call. And I think that has been the biggest shift. If you can implement that yourself, what will happen is you will increase your sales, you will get more leads, and then you will be in a position to hand over that assignment selling to a BDR, business development rep, who will do the prospecting. And then you can come in and do the close. So the biggest part is you see, even if you have the money in an agency, you bring in some, you know, either a person who's too junior and there's no sales process or a person that's too senior and there's no sales process. And it doesn't matter because without the process that you should have created because you own the business, you're setting them up to fail. And I see it all the time one quarter in, they go, they're not performing. And I'm like, they haven't even got around to understanding your business or building the sales process. So no, you know, and they're trying to learn how the the company works and the job works. So 12 weeks, you know, 12 times five, what's that? That's not, that's not a lot of time when you haven't given them the thing that they need to be successful, i.e. a fat pipeline with prospects, which you can do with they ask you answer and assignment selling with here's the steps when they fill in this form, send this is what's sent to them. Then I follow up with this email. Then I follow up with this phone call. Then I follow up with this. What is your system? And when you ask an agency owner, they go, oh, no, sure. You know, I just like I do it myself. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And and they're great at it, but can't can't get out of the role then because you've got the magic sauce yeah look i totally agree and once again you know i came from a, a world where you know that we have every sales process down to it an nth right over 150 years through history so yeah i agree and um and 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 people say hey look i find sales really hard i'm like well so would i if i had your processes right yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know you, you you really are making the job hard you're fighting the fight with one hand but Hot, uh, tie behind your back. So let's get that right. And the other thing you mentioned, the BDR, which is great, but the other one is you no know, roughly HubSpot, I think, wrote an article a couple of years ago, 50% of sales is admin, right? And, you know, yeah. I'm a huge proponent of get someone else to do the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. And I ran a VA company for five years. I sort of sold it with my health uh, deteriorating. But, you know, I, I would never have a job where I don't have, a, you know, a sales admin and also like an executive assistant working for me. And people say, well, I'll get to that. No, they'll either say, you know, I'll wait to, I haven't got everything in order yet to do it. So that's one, or I'll wait till I make more money. Now, what's your perspective on on that topic? What what do you see owners missing out on when they don't have resources like that? Um, Yeah, when they're not spending money on, yeah, getting a VA is ideal for for this situation or getting the marketing, you know, somebody, an account manager who's doing marketing for clients, get them assigned to your business as a client. You be the client for your work and give them a budget and tell them, right, make the marketing. This is what I want you to do. 
um, what you end up doing, this is where they fall out of love with the business because they're doing all the things that they're not good at. They're not impactful on the agency and doesn't get any results. And that's it. It's it's this almost like giving yourself permission to get out of that. Oh, I should be doing. I should be across everything. No, you should have really, really smart people, yes. better than you at certain things, offering you solutions and doing things for you. And without a doubt, taking because that's what wears them down is yes. coming in and going. Oh, I have to deal with all of this, as opposed to being energized and dealing with the things that they're really good at yeah and and the flip side right from the team perspective like if you've got lots of ideas the team are like overwhelmed it's like well hang on there's a new idea every minute and you know that doesn't work either so that's where i think the aos system really gives that that consistency yeah. and, and and for oh sorry yeah that's that. yeah that's a huge one again you know like I I run an agency I'd learned a lot I've learned a lot with HubSpot but it was only when I left and started working with this merger the first merger that we did with Grow a Group did I realize that this shiny you know it's a shiny object syndrome that not just agency owners, but a lot of entrepreneurs have is yes. wearing your team down. So another common complaint I hear from agency owners is they're not excited about my new idea. And I'm going, right, let's break it down. How many ideas have you had in the last six months? And they'll tell me and I'm going, and how many of those ideas actually got to fruition? And then they'll go, Asher, you know yourself, like it, I had this idea about a new service, but when I when we started looking into it, I realized that it wasn't going to be profitable. So I pulled it because that's a good business decision. And I go, yeah, absolutely. However, what you need to do now, and I have all of my clients on a very strict diet when it comes to this, if they have a new idea, they are not allowed to discuss it with the team until they go through a 26-step questionnaire that I have given them on how to set up a new service for your agency. And basically what that does is it answers all the steps uh, of if you have a new product, say you just want to launch a new product, a new LinkedIn service or something. And once you go through all the questions before you open your mouth to your team, number one, you will see if it's a go to market, because if you can complete all the 26 questions, then you definitely have a new service that you can implement. You now have a blueprint to give somebody on your team going, we're launching a new service and these are all the steps. And the employee loves that. The start, the middle, the end, they can get stuck into it and off they go. Um, and then you can you can see. So I have very strict rules on new ideas. They go through this. Now, what happens is an agency owner goes, oh, sure, I didn't get around to finishing that. And I go, exactly. And that's just <laughs> so the form. If you couldn't finish the form, you're certainly not going to do the service. So that works in in a very good way. And I've heard it then from employees on the other side. They go, oh, he had a new idea. It was brilliant. He gave me the plan. I executed on it. And now we have this new service and it's running really well and it's profitable. Um, So, yeah, it's again just capturing the both we don't want to stop the new ideas from the agency owner you're very charismatic you're you're seeing things you're future think you're innovative 
you've got your finger on the pulse. We don't want to stop that, but we actually have to bridge the gap. What does the employee need? A plan. What do you not have in your head? A plan. So give. Yes. let's find you, get it out of your head. And of course, it's going to be uncomfortable to answer the 26 questions, but no more uncomfortable than the person on the other side who's just getting bored of you and you're half cocked ideas because <laughs> that's really how they listen to them so if you have in your team where you're feeling people why aren't they getting excited anymore I keep bringing these amazing ideas to them well ask yourself the question how fleshed out were they and yeah. when did you actually let an employee finish from the beginning a project that you had an idea without pulling it because you got bored they weren't quick enough or you thought it wasn't going to make any money yeah, or the That's, next idea came. The next idea came and you were off yeah. sending Correct. them down another rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's brilliant. Like it in the co-company, we had a stage gate process for all of our new product development. And you know, I think mm. it's a very similar thing to to what you yep. just um said. And it look, it's brilliant. And and I think it's the same with clients, right? Like if you look at so often people are so fixated with getting new clients, it's like, well, it's a bit like the projects you already got running, right? I.e., your current clients. So, you know, as a rough Rule of thumb, I normally look at four key strategies to drive growth in a consulting business, which is, you know, let's say we're all B2B services businesses. And, you know, one is new clients. The second is your SaaS partner. The third is, you know, some form of outbound, which is like LinkedIn. And you can, you know, and I'll, I'll keep inbound a little and I'll ask you that question in a sec. And then the other one is some strategic partners, right? They're the ones where you can get one-to-many sales. So they're the four that I normally go with, but I always start with the network and referrals first. What about for you? What what have you seen as some of the best source of leads uh, in or the best you know pillars for a sales strategy under your six-pillar concept? Personally, for me, it's podcasting because people will hear me and hear my style and hear my direct, you know, kind of how I talk and my clear language. And I'm not fluffing around and I'm going to tell it like it is because that's how I'm going to work with you. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not going to get a, let you away with blue murder. I'm going to give you something to do. You're going to do it because, yes. you know, that I'm going to be on your tail. Um, yes. So I think sharing and, and, and the personality and, and sharing, that's really important to as an agency owner to get out there and do interviews so that people can hear you, yes. hear about your culture, your results that you get for clients. I think that's really important. But I, I've just seen huge results with agencies implementing they ask you answer. Um, yeah. You know, I've had one agency that completely pivoted. They dropped all their marketing services. They moved completely into integrations. So yes. that meant they had a brand new website. They had um, they launched it in two languages because they wanted to capture the Spanish market as well. And by blogging three times a week, they have exploded and answering the questions that the customers are asking, all the boring stuff. Like it's not about fancy. It's about what are the questions in your sent items that you are constantly answering for clients? Blog them, put them out on the front, put them in the frequently asked questions. And this agency has blown up both their English and Spanish. The traffic is through the roof. Leads galore, qualified leads, because they're leads for the questions that their customers are asking constantly. And instead of the answers sitting in their sent items, the answers are sitting on their blog, they're out on their social media, and they're on their frequently asked questions. Yeah. And so for saying, me, it's they ask you answer is just, and that book is, uh, I think it's on its second revision and it's well over 10 years old. 
and yeah. it's evergreen and i'll still yes. be talking about it probably in another 10 years yeah great and, and we'll get all the links and, and put that into the, the mm. show notes for the book yeah. uh just on that with the um, blogs i think are fantastic if you had many agencies that have had success with youtube uh so you know the yeah, that using that versus the blog strategy is an example. Yeah, even a hundred percent. And I would I would say to agencies all around the world, especially if you're in the HubSpot community, <clears throat> re repurposing um, the HubSpot Academy, like taking HubSpot Academy videos and recording them. Um, with your own additions in there because agencies now are doing onboarding for HubSpot. So HubSpot knows that they need agencies so much to do their onboarding, to bring help them with the new clients. So this is a huge opportunity for agencies to take any of the videos that HubSpot have done and re-record them in with your agency flair, with your language, with your accent, uh, a massive, massive opportunity. Yeah, I've had um, an agency in Quebec that I've worked with for a very long time and they've built their own academy in French Canadian and it's a game changer in their yes. business. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've, uh, I must admit, we've got some brilliant people in our community, Cloud Consultants Collective that have done well with YouTube. Uh, you know, different platforms. So click up, um, pipe drive, Airtable, et cetera. But you know, the the leads that they're generating. And like you said, it's it's mainly user-based questions, right? And the users being IE the the companies that are that are using it, not individual users. But uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And for you, you know, I don't know, when I was in the Coke world, they used to always talk about the milk bar disappearing, right? It was always going to disappear. It's always going to disappear. And it's changed, but we still have them. What about agencies? You know, there's always this thing around, you know, agencies, especially outbound agencies, you know, will, will they survive? Will they stay around? You know, what do you see as some of the key trends um, that's happening? You know, you might be from a HubSpot perspective or more broadly an, an agency perspective. Yeah, well, if, interesting enough, like the biggest one in the last couple of years, and you, if you spot some of the huge big agencies in, in America who have been with HubSpot since the beginning, they're moving into training, consulting, coaching. Yes. Um, there's lots of agencies now who are dropping the marketing services because blog posts, social media posts, they're getting quite commoditized. They're also being chewed up from the bottom by amazing tools like Jasper.ai. There are there's Copy Shark out there, and those AI tools, those those are getting better every week. That's not like that's not a long game. So if you're if you're in a marketing department, you know you could hire an agency to coach you how to find your voice, how to find your tone and using tools like AI tools, you can start to write your own blog post. And marketing services has become something that agency owners have found more challenging every single year to deliver, yes. to get results for clients in a timely manner that's profitable for them um, and that works and for both sides. So that's become a big challenge. Where I see the big shift is going into coaching, consulting, education, training, creating academies, creating learning centers. Um, a lot of companies are bringing their marketing in-house. I say to agencies, what a great opportunity to set up. We'll onboard that person for you. We'll do a 12-week program. Um, we'll meet with them you know, three times a week. We'll give them study and homework, and then they will be up and running. Yes. Don't you lose that opportunity of people bringing their marketing in-house help them 
um, you know, do their strategies for them, do their onboarding for them, you know, do their training for them and um, help get them set up. Um, and then the other one is integrations. You know, we're going we're going to come around. Well, who knows what's going to happen? It's another round of challenges in the world of challenges. Every single <laughs> week, there's another challenge. Um, but attaching agencies that attach their, themselves to the sales number. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to survive this, because if you can help show a company that you can improve their leads, their quality of leads, et cetera, um, you're in a totally different place for that. Yeah, I totally agree. And to be honest, it's very similar to the accounting industry. If you track the path of the accounting industry, it's very similar. So the smart people have gone into you know, the training, consulting and services, and some of those are actually you know, buying some of the, the agencies and then bolting that on to their complete offer. And I think yeah, it's got to work the other way as well. So I totally agree. Look, yeah, look. that's what happened when the first, you know, everything at the very beginning of March 2020, a lot of companies were like, oh, we've got to put our marketing on hold. And what happened with the agencies that went, yeah, we agree, but what are we going to do about your sales system? Because yes. your reps can't go out in the road. Have you got enough marketing material for your reps to set up? How, are they proficient on video? Are they proficient on Zoom? And the agencies that capitalized and helped their clients transition into an online sales operation, they're the ones that have just surpassed, it, you know, and, and rolled out everything. And that will be the same for whatever happens next. Yes. Yeah, look, I totally agree. And look, you know, for all the clients that I work with, you know, like as an example, like, you know, look, three years ago, I could do a post on LinkedIn and, you know, just clients would, you know, fall fall into my arms. Now I've got to be a lot more um, better. Well, I've got to be better and my clients are getting better at, you know, doing really good outreach because the relationship outreach is working now, whereas the content, the free kicks and content, I'm not saying stop it, but they're just not uh, getting the results that they did. But I think if you're using YouTube and blogs and being smart about that, I think that's a different uh, different thing. But look, we could talk for we could talk for hours, right? We um, it's not just our names; we've got very similar interests. We've got lots <laughs> and the of <clients>. Irish, <laughs> yeah, correct. And and if you're, you know, like um, I haven't come from an agency background other than worked with a lot of agency in the coke company. But if you're an agency now, you're your hub spot and you really want someone to to help you go and there's a agency health check that you can get on uh growitgroup.com so you can get that once again we'll put that put that in the show notes but what we're going to do now is just do a quick deep dive so i'll ask you some questions and get some crisp short answers are you ready for that <laughs> yeah go first all right cool so the first one is uh your sales habits you talked about sales habits of other people and the assignment uh, model but what are your daily sales habits that help you get sales it just uh, seeing answers and questions for people and just responding so just daily help being helpful yep. on forums right. on facebook groups on linkedin yeah great and uh, for you around how you get your clients what's the best way for you to get your own clients it's doing podcasts like this they just listen I, like i just make sure that i have a, a podcast interview um and i do my own podcasts as well so just talking yeah brilliant and uh we'll also have the link to that and also the book i think it was happy healthy digital agencies is that right? that's right yeah yeah great so we'll have that in there as well and uh if you could grant yourself one wish your business today what would that be 
Um, it would just to do more of what I'm doing and actually um, probably even have somebody else who wants to do it with me too. <laughs> so another coach on the team, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, we'll see what we can drum up in the community. And the last one, <laughs> right, is, you know, given everything you know now from, you know, like I said, those three legs to the stool, I suppose, for agencies, what would you have wished to have started earlier? It's the blogging, the regular blogging to bring in the qualified leads and and then they're educated, um, you know, using assignment selling, using the blogging. It's the they ask you answer methodology, just the one that stood the test of time. Yeah, wonderful. Look, it's been awesome having you on, not just because you're a surname, but the quality of answers you've given and and what you do for the agency world, in particular the HubSpot agency world. And I'm sure that we'll have you back again so um yeah great to have you on and uh Absolute enjoy pleasure, the sunshine paul. in beautiful island thank you so much paul <laughs> pleasure what a great interview by clouda i know that you know she's a higgins so i shouldn't be surprised but no it was uh wonderful and i really love uh then when she sort of talked about the swing of agency services and particularly in the content space and you know i think your business model is something that I always bang on about but yes it's very important to get that business model right and think of what services i'm going to provide in the future given the changes like i said it's no different to the accounting industry um why don't you share some of the great learnings that you got on linkedin and just mention clouder she would love that and don't forget that agency health check you can find it on growitgroup.com uh, all the links etc will be at paul higgins mentoring dot com forward slash podcast and why not share it with one five or ten agency owners that you know i know that they're going to get lots of value out of it and they'll think you're you're an absolute rock star by doing it and also uh please check out those solo shows as well on the accelerate sales podcast the free slack community the cloud consultants collective.com and next week's guest is Des Russell, a, an Australian, originally from South Africa, and he talks about investive partnerships and has got a brilliant model of how money works with Microsoft partners, but also how other partners can get the best out of their SaaS platform. So last but not least, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.